Hello and welcome back to the Fancy Fantasy Football Podcast. This is our week one recap, week two preview of the 2017 Fancy Fantasy Football Podcast. And I'm here again with my lovely roommate, mother of my child, and wife, Jennifer Murphy. Say hello, Jen. Hey, everyone. How are you doing, Jen? I'm all right. I'm a little, little, little tired tonight. Don't feel like I have the... Uh requisite fantasy football podcast energy so we'll have to see how this goes i uh, yeah it takes a lot of energy for those gen stats corners that's for sure um we are recording on tuesday night at 9 30 p.m and so um we wanted to ride out the crest of week one momentum after after an exciting few matches and some not so exciting matches unfortunately for me um and so it's earlier in the week than normal that we're recording it, but we, we do have some good content, I promise. So uh, hopefully you'll you'll love it. Are you ready? Obviously I'm ready. I'm sitting here with this microphone. Stats up. Okay. Um, so I think my plan was to start in the traditional beginning, which is to look at the week that was. Shall we look at the week one scoreboard? Yes, please. Okay, let's look at it uh, from... Uh, least close to most close. Um, so we have a close one for, for biggest blowout, but uh, by my mental math, it looks like, yes, so uh, Tim beat Megan, 124.1 to 86.0. Um, the line was Meg M was favored by 1.9 points, and she lost by uh, 38.1. Uh, what, do you, what do you have to say to look at this one, Jen? I mean, it was, it was a little ugly, a little unfortunate to be Megan in this situation. I don't think uh, 40 points is terribly predictable for a running back, and that seems to be the main. I mean, that's that's really the bulk of it, right? And a All rook- those other scores look pretty normal. A rookie uh, running back at that. And also uh, the 19 points from the Steelers' defense is noteworthily large. Yeah, well, in a week when we've got, like, aren't there other defenses with, like, 35 or something, 30? Uh, there are two in the Gary Abbey match. Each of them had 29 points. Yeah, so I mean, you know, like 124, it happens now and again. People just go off. There's nothing you can do about it. 86 is not um, an amazing score, but it's not bad at all. Like there are a lot of a lot of weeks you would win with that score. Yeah, she would have beaten several people, including she myself. She would have beaten five teams. This there you week. go. So she's right in the middle. Um, yeah, so Tim had uh, the 40 points from Kareem Hunt, uh, 19 points from the Steelers, and then a smattering of people in the, the teens and single digits. Um Derek Carr did okay, Delvin Cook did pretty well, um, and DeAndre Hopkins did pretty well. So, you know, all right. Uh, on the other hand, Megan uh, only had three people in double digits, including her kicker. Uh, so Tyrod Taylor, the quarterback, Jordy Nelson, uh, and Dan Bailey, the kicker. So, you know, a, a fine week, but not remarkable, and certainly not enough this time for the victory. Any thoughts? No. Okay. Then, unfortunately for me, the the similarly sized blowout where I was on the losing side was me versus Jen. Jen had 110.1, the second highest of the week, and I had 72.1, the second lowest of the week. So that's not what you want to see. This feels like significantly less of a blowout, I think, because my score, like 110 is good, but 120 is in that cat. I feel like I don't know where the line is. Is it like 115, 120, where like it starts to be like, oh, that's a that's a very high score. Like I feel like 110 and under, it's just like, oh yeah, that was a good week. 
Yeah, I can see that. I mean, but still, seventy-two is uh, you know right around thirty-eight points lower again. So yeah, it's true. I guess Megan's score was more respectable than your score, and Tim's score was crazier than my score. Yes. So it's the same margin, just uh, big more failure from you. Thanks. I really appreciate <laughs> you putting it that way. No, I'm just giving you a hard time because you know you do too much winning. Yeah, that's that's me. Oh, you got to put me down because I'm too good. <laughs> uh, we watched a bunch of the New England game together because you had Tom Brady and I had have Rob Bronkowski and your defense was playing and it was kind of nuts because the, 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 the New England Patriots didn't do as well as everyone expected. They did super poorly, Jen. Yeah, Gronk, um, Gronk did nothing. Yeah, Tom Brady did nothing. And the Patriots did four points worse than nothing. Yeah, unexpectedly, I, I pulled the Chiefs for the the bills which it was a a good decision it was an eight point swing but um the chiefs actually did better than new england so unexpected yeah um so you had uh 27 points out of matt stafford a bold call to bench marcus mariota uh 13.9 points out of melvin gordon 19.8 points out of tyree kill i'm actually uh pretty pretty proud about that matt stafford call and i'll tell you why pat tell me why jen you sound like you're fascinated uh i I just decided not to get cute about it, not to overthink it. <laughs> I looked at the rankings. They said he was going to do better. And I was like, you know what? I don't know more about this than they do. Sure. You're so good at fantasy so football, good. Jen. I'm it's, so good it at must fo- be exhausting. I'm, fo- I'm good at following directions. It must be really tiring. And then you got 10 points from your defense and 12 points from your kicker. On the other hand, I got a measly 10 from Tom Brady, a good 15.9 from LaShawn McCoy, 14.2 from Jonathan Stewart, who I barely put in at flex, and 13 from my kicker. Notably, as I said before, Patriots negative four on defense, which sucks. Um, Allen Robinson, my second best wide receiver by far, has 1.7 points and then is out for the season with a torn ACL. And my kicker, who scored 13 points, which is totally good for a kicker, is also on the injured reserve. So I have to replace my kicker. So um, rough week for uh, for me. And then also... I had Ty Montgomery on the bench with 15.3 points. Mike Gillisley on the bench with 22 points. Um, so it was a rough. Uh, I, I wouldn't have won under any reasonable scenario, but uh, it was a it was a rough start. I, I had more points on my bench, which is a much smaller number of people than I had on my starting lineup. Yeah, it's always a bummer. Yeah. Any further thoughts on our matchup, Jen? Um, I, I know you're bored uh, by like Sunday afternoon. No, I love when it works out that way. It's the best way to fantasy football. I hate being stressed about fantasy football on a Monday night. Um, no, my only other thing was uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott is uh, playing, I guess, maybe. Maybe for the whole season. Maybe for the, that would be pretty cool. That'd be so cool. That'd be so cool, Jen. So cool. We don't know yet, though. No, I mean, uh, the NFL is challenging the restraining order that is letting him play. So I don't know. I don't know how the wheels of justice turned, how quickly. Um, but I'm guessing that there will be some resolution to the NFL's countersuit soon. But I, I bet, I don't know. I'm guessing he plays all season. And then he might be suspended for some number of games next season. But you don't care about that because you don't have him next season. Sure don't. Mm-hmm. Next, um, surprisingly, the next uh, the middle of the pack as far as how close the game ended up being was Annalisa versus Casey with Annalisa on top after Casey was projected to win for such a long time. Uh, Annalisa ended up winning 81.2 to 70.7. Is anyone surprised? I don't think they are, Jen. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, poor Casey. He really looked like he was going to snag that first victory over Annalisa after how many matchups, Jen? 
Eight. Eight he's, fucking matchups. He's now at eight? Yes. Yeah, so after seven, and it looked like eighth time was the charm, and then he just crumbled at the end. Um, let's look at how it happened, shall we? Do you want to know who was, what, what, what couple matchup is second in terms of like un, an unbalanced record? I mean, we just talked about this last week, so I think it's uh, Nick versus Meg. Oh, we did. I gave this exact stat nugget. No, you you talked about what all of the couples matchups. Oh, you were. just remember. Yeah, I'm. A, oh, that's very clever. I'm very clever. <laughs> so clever, I can't believe you. I'm unbelievable. I, it is Meg and Nick, but it's like it's five. Meg has lost five times to Nick. Yeah. Eight is so many more. Yeah. If you flipped a coin, that would be a one in two fifty six. Yeah. Sure. So that's rough. I believe you. <laughs> So anyway, obviously it's not a coin flip. Uh, for some reason, it's not a coin flip. No, between actually, Casey and, and Annalisa. Um, with Casey's embarrassing performance, Annalisa now has the fewest points against her. Uh, we need to figure out a phrase for this. I keep wanting to say like all time or like like when I'm when I'm talking about regular season points for league history. Do I That'd just say all in time. league history? All time. Okay. Well, yeah. Annalisa now has the fewest points total. For all of the seasons, which I will f- henceforth call all time. Uh, she stole that from Meg Collins this week because of Casey's performance. You mean against? Fewest points fewest against? Fewest points against, yes. Yeah, that's a key word. Uh, Sorry. She does not have the fewest points in the no, history. No, no. I think Casey has the fewest points. In fact, I'm positive Casey has the fewest points. Yeah. So anyway, what happened to Casey this week? Well, first of all, unfortunately, the number one overall pick, David Johnson, had an okay 7.1 points before he got injured and is out for probably on the order of 12 weeks. Yeah, I really probably shouldn't kick Casey when he's down. I gather that that is a pretty painful loss. Yeah, he was like the consensus number one pick uh, and was very exciting. If you remember, you had David Johnson last year and it worked out swimmingly for you. Um, and he is not going to I live play. in the moment, Pat. I don't uh, hang on to my old teams. Which is to say you don't remember your old teams. What? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, he's gone for probably until like the, maybe around the last week of the regular season for fantasy football like is that why casey wants an injured reserve yes um oh by the way you guys i have an idea i'm gonna pitch it now okay at this very sensible I point sh- in this podcast sure wasn't done talking but go ahead i know um i was thinking it could be fun some leagues like pats other league the winner gets to pick a rule change and I think that's cool, except that then it could be a terrible rule change and we're all stuck with it. So I was playing with the idea of like, what if the winner gets to implement a rule change for the next season, but at the end of the season, the whole league votes simple majority rule on whether we have to keep it or not. So like the winner gets to have a reign of terror with whatever their rule is, but like if people don't like it, it doesn't stick. Because I feel like when we talk about rule changes, like there's not a ton of interest in it or thoughts on it, except for kind of the people you'd expect, like Casey and Nick and Pat. Um, But I think if like someone was like, I want to switch to whatever, like we did with the auction, or I guess it's auction with the waiver wire. Free agent auction budget, F-E-A-B. Right. Like people didn't care about that before we did it, but now I bet everyone kind of knows whether they would keep it or not. And some of this other stuff like injured reserves or switching to PPR or like a keeper league auction draft. Yeah. All that just get real intense. People can vote on whether they actually wanted to keep it or not. Um, Just an idea. Just tossing it around. Uh, My fear with rule changes is that certain types will want to make changes that just like blatantly benefit them that season, like into the next season. 
like keeper you know what i mean stuff but i guess that's unavoidable anyway i just feel like we need some, the winner needs something real that isn't talking about dressing someone else's baby you know what's real jen is possession of that beautiful beautiful no, trophy that, that is real i actually i really like that trophy i've been thinking about it i'm kind of shocked that we don't get like a daily picture of nick with that trophy somewhere in his apartment like a like, lawn gnome yeah or like out with him at his office in court it's a great trophy it is a great trophy. I've no, other people have shown me their fantasy football trophies, and not anyone has had as good of a trophy. Patrick, as us. you put like a lot of effort into that trophy. You I did. did. You did such good work. Thank you. No, I, I mean someday it. I should earn it and possess it for a year. Oh, well, you got to look at it for a year here, thanks to my work. Okay, you're so good at fantasy I'm football. I'm so good at fantasy football. You guys, I feel like I'm really just taunting the fantasy football gods, and this season I'm going to go down in flames, and I will deserve it. That's true, Jen. You would deserve <laughs> it. So anyway, let's look at this matchup. Well, wait, wait, what do you think about my idea? <laughs> I think it's a good idea, Jen. I Why think... are you so upset? I'm not upset. Are I... you impatient, Pat? I'm not impatient, but I was in the middle of talking know, about this we matchup. Just, we just took like a fun detour. Yeah, we did. Well, so what do you think? I, I said it's a good idea. <laughs> I don't know that's what else not, you want. That's not deep analysis. I I don't come here for, for rubber stamps. <laughs> um, It's a I good idea. I come here idea. for hard-hitting football analysis. It's a good idea. I think it... It definitely, the winner would try to make a rule that would benefit themselves. I think that only a subset of the league would care about changing the rules. But I do think the person who wins, even if they were less invested prior to winning, will automatically become more invested because, you know, it, that sweet, sweet success tastes so good, I hear. Um, and and so probably most of the league would, would enjoy winning and then getting a rule change, but some people might not care quite as much. Um, so it, I think it could vary depending on who wins. We could also have like an overruling ability if it was like, you know, either by just you as the commissioner or us as a league, if it just is like something that is not like the idea of the rule change could be like, it's meant to enhance the enjoyment of the league, not just like in your other league, didn't somebody make a rule change where like they just got to steal one, a player? Um, actually, interestingly, so there are convoluted rules um, in the, what I'll call the John Rhodes league. Uh, and so I forget exactly who it is. I think it's like the winner of the consolation bracket and the winner of the like sixth place game or something like that, get a rule change. Um, and so one of the people, Aaron Lauder chose a self-serving rule, which was that he got so we could have up to three keepers instead of just two keepers because it's a keeper league and he because he had three good keepers and then the another person chose that the winner of the league got to steal anyone's keeper from the entire league for the same price that the person would have kept it for and that but the winner that was not the winner who determined that rule so that wasn't self-serving necessarily um but the Aaron Lauder rule was but like the stealing a person rule i think is like super awful and like that would suck if uh, also i mean we don't have keepers so neither of those rule changes would even well, apply to our league could, that could happen we're two, we're two moves away <laughs> oh yes we are two moves away and that would be a really big change I, I, I keepers know. are a pretty big difference i think um but i don't know yeah i agree i don't know i just think that like it could be interesting look for I, I guess i envisioned it more for the smaller stuff that we talk about doing anyway um I don't know. Just like a little evolution of the league could happen kind of slowly and naturally that way. Yeah. You know, uh, like one of the obvious ones. So like I would say the two obvious ones that come to mind are P PPR and auction. 
Um, PPR is pretty easy to implement and pretty easy to understand. Auction is easy conceptually, but we already had a hard enough time getting together for our very quick snake draft. I just think it would be very hard to wrangle everyone for a, like a two and a half hour auction. Yeah. Isn't there other stuff like, oh, we already did decimal. I really like decimal. Uh, me too. Oh my God. Why would anyone not do it? I don't know. Did you, do the other leagues do it? No. Why? I know. It's so much worse. They like tying. They like tying and they like like getting no points for nine yards. It's really dumb. Yeah. I'm not into it. Um, Like getting rid of kickers. I yeah. feel like it's another small one that people talk about. Some, some leagues have two quarterbacks. I don't think I'm about that. But whatever. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Probably there aren't that many. There aren't too many neutral yeah. rule changes we could do. The more we talk about it, the more I think this idea isn't actually that great. But I do like changing the league year to year at a very gradual pace you know like i don't want to like massively change everything around so that people don't know what's going on but i like there it being like a little bit different season to season i think what i like about it is the experimenting with the change and then deciding whether to keep it like i like that it's not just like we have to we change it and then we have to keep it if we don't like it like i actually kind of think now like oh hey maybe at the beginning of this season we should have voted on whether we want to keep the the budget thing for waiver wire or whether we wanted to go back to the way it was yeah so i mean we could do it that way too we could just like you could propose a rule change and vote on it and then at the end of the season we vote on whether we want to keep it so you don't mean to unilaterally impose a rule change and then or, and or maybe vote. any like maybe anyone can propose it but we only make one change yeah um i, I do wonder because you've brought it up a couple times the free agent auction budget the faab um I like it a lot and it's more fair in my mind. I do wonder how popular it is if people were to be completely honest with what they feel about it. Like if, if it were anonymous, people could like send an anonymous note to me. Ooh, I like the idea of an anonymous vote. Yeah, because maybe people hate it, but they don't care enough to express that, you know? I don't know. My suspicion with it is that it is not um, like, I feel like one of your goals all along with the league has been like, you know beginner friendly like it doesn't matter if you're crazy invested or not you know and like this isn't a league where you should have to be putting tons of time in um because it's not that intense i mean obviously like if you spend time on the waiver wire you will do better than if you don't spend any time in the waiver wire but my fear is that this um benefits uh the people who know a little bit more about football or who are willing to invest a little bit more time in football i would have to like dig deep in a way that I'm not even sure I can do technologically to see whether we actually had like less use of the waiver wire period last year. But I kind of think we might have. It's possible. I guess my advice to people would be to um, use a ranking site that gives values for waiver wire picks. Sound advice, Jen. Sound advice. Yeah. That was said from someone who was like very confused by the waiver wire. Like, like I think that's my thing is that I feel like I was very overwhelmed by it and barely used it. And I think I used it more than like anyone who wasn't you, Casey or Nick. I think that's true. I mean, again, we just just rewind and check out that other podcast that went way in depth on that. I think that's what our listeners do. They just like dig into our archives. Yeah, they're like, this, listen to the old stuff. They're like this 15 minute tangent on rule changes was very interesting to me. And I would like to know more. I'm going to independently look up what they talked about about this topic uh, last year. Yeah, obviously. I'm pretty sure that happened. I think this is a worthwhile discussion. I hope at least one person agrees. 
Well, I mean, we really didn't have anything planned for this podcast. It was sort of just like a recap preview. So, you know, got 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 to got to got to fill the space with something. Speaking of recap. Okay, fine. <laughs> we can go back to the recap. We were talking about Annalise and Casey, and Casey's failures. Yeah. Um I wouldn't phrase it exactly like that, but I I do want to say poor Casey, David Johnson that sucks. He was number 1 pick overall. He got 7.1 points, which isn't like an abomination for a running back. It is disappointing for the number one overall pick, but but the loss of him for probably at least the vast majority of the regular fantasy season sucks. Um, he had 15 points out of Ben Roethlisberger, and uh, he made the right choice there because his backup quarterback is Andy Dalton, who ended up with negative three. It's so hard to end up as negative with a quarterback. Uh, and then 12.2 points out of Mari Cooper and t- 14 points out of his defense. Um, so those were his highlights. Uh, a big fat zero out of Hunter Henry um, in the late game uh, on Monday night. So he had to hope for a big performance out of Hunter Henry and he got a goose egg. And so that sealed his fate uh, for the loss. Annalise, on the other hand, um, had some good performances all around. Leonard Fournette, who I told you that you accidentally didn't draft him and that he was going to be really good. He got 18.4 points. He is going to be very good. Is he a wide receiver? He is a running back. All right, um, I don't care then. Well, okay, Jen. I uh, mean, if he was a wide receiver, I was going to get really upset about it because I'm hurting. Yeah. Um, Aaron Rodgers had 16.5, which is solid but not great for him. Um, this random wide receiver from Minnesota Adam Thielen was what's also sealed the fate for Casey. 15.7 points for this relatively obscure wide receiver. And uh, also Annalisa, not, obviously not as unlucky as Casey with the David Johnson situation. But um, she did have Devontae Parker, who's a good wide receiver who didn't play because of a hurricane. And Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, was a scratch right at the start of the New York game and she was on top of it enough to swap him out for a different wide receiver so it did take uh close attention on her part to to have a complete lineup and she did and so uh she she earned that victory there's there's a reason she's one of the titans of the league pat indeed indeed i think she's third in points overall cool are you ready are you ready i assume that question was rhetorical (laughs) jennifer yes or no are you ready I mean, I can think of a lot of other things to talk about. I was going to go with Gary versus Abby, which uh, is the next closest match and was the subject of our bet. Next, how is it not the, is it not the, the closest match? It sure isn't, Jen. What? 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 So, um, it's funny when you look at uh, the, just the scoreboard, it says what the line was and what the top scorer is for each team. And the line was... Uh, Abby by 18.9 points by the time things wound up. And uh, the top score for both teams is their defense with 29 points. Uh, Final score. The fact that both of their defenses got 29 points is bonkers. It is super bonkers. Uh, Abby, 94.3. Gary, 90.1. So a very close. 4.2 points. Uh, he, He made up the vast majority of the deficit in the projection, but didn't quite pull off the victory. I thought he was going to pull it off. Well, who was it was playing? Was it Olsen? Manuel Sanders? Okay, yeah. Who just didn't do anything. And his, we had to watch his projected score just like slowly tick downward. And I have Emmanuel Sanders in my other two leagues, so, so I was feeling his so you pain. Were, you were definitely watching that and loving it. Yeah, but I still won the other two. Uh, I know you and I talked about this last night, but what's kind of crazy to me about this matchup is how at every position, they're within like two 
except for Emmanuel Sanders, who's ruining this for me. But we were looking at this yesterday when Emmanuel Sanders was not finished. And at every other position, their players are within like two points of each other. Like their quarterbacks are within two points. Their defenses are within two points. Like and on and on and on, which is kind of nuts. Like it wasn't just their overall score. They were really just super in sync to celebrate the birth of their football baby. Exactly. And you should see um, Abby's new logo if you haven't. Is it their baby? It's their baby. Well, hello there, little baby hawk. He's a football American flag baby. I actually didn't think about it um, before the baby was born, but when I was on my way home from the hospital, oh, visiting baby, uh, I was thinking about him because he's adorable. And I was scrolling through fantasy football because, you know, got to gotta know what's up for that night's games. And uh, I was like, oh, young, scrappy and hungry. I wonder if that like was very intentional because she's having a baby. And it definitely was. And I didn't think about it until just that moment. And I felt pretty dumb, but also pretty pleased with Abby's cleverness. There you go. Did you get it the whole time? No, I wasn't. I, I didn't uh, make the baby connection. Uh, well, maybe it's not. Maybe I'm just. No, it certainly it. is because the, the baby yeah, has a. American well, flag. I feel like she's really le- leaning into the bump bump and baby cooperated by holding out for long enough to actually have her be pregnant for the start of the season. So I feel like the fantasy football stars might be aligning in Abby's court and I'm into it. There's so many mixed metaphors in the, that sentence. I don't even know where to begin. Yes, uh, I think she might be, uh, you know, the bump bump is in effect and it'll be interesting to see what happens. <laughs> the bump bump is in effect. It might be interesting to see what happens when Annalisa has her baby. Uh, so... Right. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to like refining the bump bump rules based on more data. Yeah. Because we, wait, what do we decide that Annalisa and I were pregnant the whole season? Yeah. So if neither Annalisa nor Abby win, then that will give us a new rule for the bump bump. But if one of them wins, then that will like, yeah, so it's just, it's just going to be good. And then, yeah. And it's like, yeah. Is it the latest birth? Is it, is it only work for the first kid? Exactly. There's yeah. so many questions. There could be rules that come out of, this season further refining the bump up and i'm into it uh do we want to talk about the fact that our league has a new member a new a new junior baby member who are you talking about stop it uh do you want to tell everyone why you keep calling him hawk and how megan feels about it um yeah so his name is hawthorne edward nelson and i thought i i don't know if i will say hawthorne all the time and i was trying to think of what a logical nickname would be um if this you, was before Abby had said anything. I mean, this was like the baby announcement had just been made. None of us talked to Abby. We didn't know what her thoughts were on a nickname. And Pat and Megan were just in the kitchen wildly speculating. And I was like, oh, Hawk. Um, that that jumped right on me. It's it's obviously pretty masculine, I think. Um, uh, not that that's a prerequisite, but it's not like a random word. Uh, it, is, it is, I think it has like some name attributes and, and specifically male name attributes and uh i thought it was very reasonable i was like oh that's a good nickname and megan murphy was not a fan she's like where did you get the k i'm like people have nicknames based on their first name that has so little to do with their actual name i don't think this is like the biggest stretch um obviously william and bill richard and dick uh there there's so many examples of weird male nicknames that have nothing to do with uh, or little to do with um the actual name and i just don't think that it's that weird to lillian doesn't have a y lillian doesn't have a y um but i think ending with an e sound is... yeah phonetically it's just the first two syllables essentially right um but anyway 
I thought of Hawk right away. I mean, not saying I invented it, but that was the first <laughs> thing I thought of. And uh, the internet supported that decision. Um, you Googled this? I Googled it. <laughs> and there were forum posts about it and like a baby website. And they're like, we really like the name Hawthorne, but we don't know what nickname to do. We were thinking Hoth or Thorn or... Patrick and I have a child together and talked a lot about baby names. And I would bet a lot of money that he never visited a baby name website during that entire discussion. I don't think that's accurate, but also this was a specific curiosity I had about the potential nickname. I know. If, I just love that this is what led you to if a we baby picked, naming website. If we picked a name that did not have an obvious nickname, then I would have done the exact same thing. Interesting. Well, Abby said that others have said it too, that she said that it did not occur to either of them, but that um, other people said it like kind of right away. So you're not alone some nameless faceless friend uh or friends of gary and abby have also thought the same and this is not dispositive um but in that same forum so the most common response was hawk Um, i'm just picturing you in front of your computer with like a giant pink website with like baby graphics all over the place and it's cracking me up good uh but there's a australian sports team named hawthorne and their mascot is hawk that is interesting. Yeah. And it was obviously... Deliberate. I just like the way that Baby Hawk sounds. It sounds like an airplane. Why does it sound like an airplane? I don't know. It sounds I, like a category of jet fighter. Tomahawk? Maybe. Are you of Tomahawk? Yeah, it must be. Um, also, though, the or problem... Like, or like a species of bird. Obviously, a hawk is a bird, but it sounds like... I don't know. It just sounds... I like it. It sounds funny to me. In yeah. In a good way. Good. There you go. Like a little, little baby hawk. Yeah. Unfortunately... You know, like a mosquito hawk is like a thing that eats mosquitoes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Our child's are sweet, darling, beautiful baby Lily, who like doesn't like dirt on her hands and hates sand, which Casey and Annalisa recently experienced, and it is no joke. Uh, sand on her feet equals screaming, like likes to wear dresses, has found bows that I did not purchase, but were purchased by friends of ours, namely Meg Collins. She's found bows and put them on her own head. Like she is a girly baby. The other day at the park came up to me with her little fingers outstretched, which usually means that she's gotten dirt on her hand and wants me to wipe it off. And in her little pincher fingers was a fucking mosquito hawk, like a giant, still alive, wriggling mosquito hawk. I didn't see how she got it, but I'm a little freaked out. Like, it, like it, it seems like like when a cat like brings you like a live mouse. Like, I don't know. It just seemed ominous, like the beginning of a horror movie. Yeah, she brought you a present. I don't see what the problem is. You don't think it's freaky? No, it is weird. Okay, it was super weird. I was like, Lily, like you won't touch sand, but like a fucking bug. Yeah. Now, on to the final and closest matchup. I feel like, were we done with this one? Um, well, I mean, I, I assume I distracted that you by talking about the baby being born, which dis- I don't feel like we talked about enough, distract but whatever. Distract or just deliberately went on a long tangent? Yeah, I mean, I think that's like my role here. I love it. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> you don't crave order. Yeah. I mean, you talked about how they were within two points at every position except for the final wide receiver spot. So I thought that was kind of, uh, you know... The discussion about the scores and the 29 points for defense. I thought we kind of covered it. Um, Well, Gary, um, Abby did push Gary back into an overall losing record, which is a bummer. He was at a tied. His win losses overall were were equal, and now they're not. Actually, I did the same to you. You and and Gary both now have losing records, thanks to your wives. Not for long. (laughs) 
Uh, Gary and Abby are also four and four, so they're setting themselves up for a real showdown in Coupleggeddon, new parent edition, round two. It's so we many. Should subt- have them do a new parent podcast. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they're really energetic right now. I know, not like right this second, but it would be really funny to listen to you, like just you, like not me involved at all. Just you asking new parent questions to Gary and Abby and having them answer. I kind of love that idea. I think you're the only one who would like that. I guarantee you that Meg Collins would support me and probably Annalisa. And maybe that would be all. I can't see Casey listening to the podcast and enjoying Casey it. Casey would listen to that podcast. And then he'd say weird stuff and we'd all like it. Sure. I'm moving on. Actually, maybe you should interview Casey about parenthood once their baby comes. I would listen to that podcast, they will, too. They will be the, the wiliest veterans. It's true. <laughs> and Casey would just say such weird things, and I would be very into it. Yeah. Oh, one last thing about the baby named Hawthorne. I joked with Abby that they should have come up with one perfect nickname that would have applied to a boy or a girl. And I actually think Hawthorne would be a really cute girl's name, too. I'm super into it as a girl's name. So I think you had your one perfect name for either gender. Yeah, I think it would have worked. Right, isn't it kind of cute? You don't even like boyish names for girls. Well, Hawthorne is such an unusual name. I don't have any strong gender associations with it oh at all. Oh my goodness. If you choose like You're a re- blowing my mind. Is Hawthorne like a really masculine name? No, but you shot down all of my boy names for yeah, girls. Yeah, you said like Edward and James. I did not say you said James. Edward. I said, well, yeah, James is a really cute name for a girl. That's a really masculine name. Eh. Eh. Yeah, it is. Kinda. Okay, moving on to the closest match of the week. When it came down to the wire, we've got Meg Hollins versus Nick Spear. Meg Hollins wins a squeaker, 78.1 to 75.1. Taking down the champ. Indeed. I'm sure he, that's not the way he envisioned starting the defense of his title. So, looking at the scores, obviously 78 and 75 are not like overwhelmingly huge scores. Um, I can't talk because I scored less than both of them. I will um, actually point out that this week was a... It was like a very low scoring week overall. Our season averages are like, it was 90 points a game the first two seasons, 95 points a game the third season. And last year, our season average was 104 points a game. So compared to what we got used to last year, this was just a really low scoring week overall. What was the average? 88. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it was a low scoring week in all of my leagues. Um, It was just a weird week for the nfl i think um yeah they're just you know they're just working their way back in yeah but i mean shaking usually, off the dust or whatever people say but week one is like not necessarily usually even if it's they're inexperienced kind of uh, it's still usually a decently high scoring week but anyway this particular game one reason um that it was low scoring was because it was an unusual buy because of the hurricane and that really affected nick um which probably should have taken into account with my prediction on who's going to win that game because his number one and arguably number two wide receivers both had their hurricane by uh, Mike Evans and Jarvis Landry. So that really hurt Nick as far as his options at wide receiver. He still had some pretty good options. Uh, he started Brandon Cooks and Brandon Marshall, uh, the, the Brandons, uh, but still uh, pretty rough going and and he still almost pulled off the victory 78.1 to 75.1 what are your thoughts jen i'm really happy meg won um this is furthering my campaign to lower the gap between me and nick nick as i'm sure you all have heard from me many times has the most points overall league history um 
the gap between us is now 71 points. So I'm coming for you. I have a better win-loss record, but he has more points. And that seems like the purer stat. It is. It yeah. is. And I want it. Yeah. Um, again. <laughs> and also, I feel like me and Nick are pretty annoying. Like, Nick is, you know, self-proclaimed Trump of fantasy football. And I just keep talking every week about my own stats. So um, I'm sure everyone would just like us to have a terrible season. You talk about stats? I know. When? I just lose a lot. But yeah, there's 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 that update. <laughs> 71 points between me and Nick. That's still a lot of points. Not over the course of five years. No, not over the course of five years, but as far as ground to make up. Yeah, if you made it, it would be hard to make up in one year, but it's not a lot for five yeah. years, I think. Well, we play each other next week. Well, um, that's the overall recap of week one. And uh, importantly, we had a little wager on uh, predicting the outcomes, and we both did pretty bad, uh, but you pulled out the victory. So... You got two out of five games correct, and I got one out of five games correct. That was really bad. That was really bad. Uh, and so you win. So that means that you get to set my logo for week 10 when we play in Couple Getting Part 2. It's just going to be like you wearing a UCLA shirt. That would be really mean, and I'm not helping you Photoshop that. Yeah, that's the real problem is that I'm not going to do anything. Well, you have to do something. Uh, speaking of which... Obviously, we had a little bit of a late start on the theme and team names, but I do want to encourage everyone to update their team logos if they haven't done so so far. Uh, obviously, we're going into week two right now. Do we have a league name? We don't have a league name either. Uh, so we need all of these things. Uh, I would say it's week two now. Uh, we Everyone, please have a new updated logo by week three, uh, and I will send out the best name and best logo ballots during week three. Any thoughts? No, I don't think that requires commentary. <laughs> okay. So I was thinking since we and just... also it's like, you know, my bedtime, I'm getting tired. It's 10.06, you guys. It's really late in gen time. I can feel it. Like every minute past 10 p.m., I can feel myself wilting like a flower. So poor little Jen, let me water you uh, by talking about our exciting bet and our change to the format of the bet. I think we should talk about week two and talk about... Uh, our bet. How does that sound? Like we should do it quickly? Yeah. I'm really losing Jen. Yeah. She wanted to go on like 10 minute tangents when we were talking about last week. And now yeah, she, this was fun then. She wants to sprint to the conclusion when we're actually talking about anything of substance. We should, yeah, we should talk about matches. Okay. Let's go through week two. Well, first of all, what is our bet? Like we, we we're doing the same thing as last week. We're betting on, into, like, we're both predicting the matchups. And it was your duty to come up with the consequence of the bet because I came up with the first one. And uh, I'm so going to go with a oldie but a goodie. The winner gets to pick a movie to watch. Okay. Are you going to veto it? No, I'm not going to veto that. Okay, do we have to tell people what movie we picked? I think we should provide an update oh, um, eventually. Well, that, that could change things. <laughs> so, um... Let's look at the week and then let's talk about the bet. So going in reverse order, sure, of my screen, because I don't want to always be first. Um, I have... You say that every time. Well, I did first last time. I, I went in not reverse order. Um, Meg M's team, which is not renamed yet, versus Grab Him By The Jersey, Casey Johnson. He switched his name from the complicated Russian uh, sounding thing. 
Anyway, uh, so it is Meg M versus Casey. They are 0-1. Uh, Meg M is favored by 6.7 points in a medium high scoring match. Uh, yeah, a kind of average scoring match. Uh, 96.2 to 89.5 is the uh, projected score. Um, it gives your sister advantages in one, two, three, four, five, six of the categories. Um, so, uh, what do you have, uh, what do you have about Casey versus Meg? Grab them by the jersey versus Meg M's team. I'm going to take Meg M. Okay. Uh, now here's the thing. We made it more complicated because... I'm not going to make any excuses. I genuinely thought Gary had a good chance. Uh, but I there it was likely, like, just because we're probably because we're influenced by the projections and because we don't have much to go on at the beginning of the season, it was likely that we were going to have a tie unless I deliberately diverged on one pick. So I think you're making excuses for your I, failure. No. And it's embarrassing. <laughs> That's not fair. No, I know. I, you, you absolutely intentionally went the opposite way from me at the end. With the with the biggest underdog of in the league, eighteen point well, underdog. You don't have to say it like 18 that. Eighteen point underdog. He almost won. He, he got more points than you. Exactly. I I supported the correct underdog. Anyway, well, Meg Collins would have been the correct underdog. But that was like he he the he had the biggest performance versus the spread. Fine. For uh, underdog. Also, anyway, shout out to Meg Collins who pointed out that uh, there was a lot of lady power this week. Four of the five victors were women. Indeed. So, anyway, to avoid future ties in our bet, which I'm sure everyone is really invested in. I hope everyone's invested in. Um, we came up with a more complicated betting system because that's what we do. So now we are going to predict the outcome and we are assigning our confidence on a scale of one to five for each of the five matches. This is heavily borrowed from trivia that most of the league has participated in with me and Megan Murphy. Um at the uh, Lake Street restaurant and bar uh, in Oak Park, Illinois. So that's fine. But can we assign the point values after we've made all the predictions? Because I usually don't even look at these matchups until we're talking about them. Well, if you recall, we specifically also said we were going to decide these before we started recording so that we didn't copy off each other. Well, you didn't remind me of that. So I actually forgot about all of this. Okay. So Jen says Meg M for the Meg versus Casey matchup. How do you guys like the sound of my sweet, sweet mechanical keyboard? I actually can't even find these matchups on my phone. Um, you should go to score and then change it to week two. Oh my goodness, you know so much. I know how it works. Now, uh, next on my list is... It, uh, ugh, it reverted to week one. Sorry, one second. My computer is struggling. There we go. Next on my list is I'm Not a Cook's Nick Spear versus Tammany Tiger's Jen Murphy. And this is a nail biter by projections. It has uh, Nick winning by 0. 0.3 points, 98.3 to 98.0. Uh, what do you think of this matchup? And who do you think is going to win, Jen? Well, I told you who I thought was going to win first last time. So it's your turn. Well, I already wrote mine down like I said I was going to. <laughs> um, well, I, what did you write down? I wrote Jen. Oh, I was going to take Nick anyway. You're taking Nick? Yeah. I don't like that confidence or lack thereof. I mean, I very much would like to beat Nick. You don't make up a lot of points in overall points scored by losing to him head-to-head, Jen. No, I, I lose points, actually, Pat. That's how that would go. Yeah, I do get it. That's why I said it. 
I knew that you got it. I know you know. I know you know I know. I know you know. I'm tired. Okay. <laughs> Next, we've got Young, Scrappy, and Hungry, Abby Saul. Oh, I should point out, um, Nick is 0 and 1 and Jen is 1 and 0. Next, we've got Young, Scrappy, and Hungry, Abby Saul versus... You can point that out as much as you want. <laughs> versus Punting Putin, Tim Crowley. Uh, both are 1 and 0. And this would be the only match of undefeated teams uh, this week. And Abby is favored by 2.4 points. What do you what do you think about this one? Any any thoughts? That's tricky. That's tricky, tricky. Is, it is was tricky. Tim's performance a one-off? Yeah, it's tough, huh? I'm going to go Abby, I hope. You sound very confident. I'm not. What did you say? I said Tim. I can verify that he's not changing his votes. I can see his spreadsheet. It's true. So she's probably copying me. No. Yeah, now I see we've, we predicted we, for the next two matches. We've <laughs> really diverged, uh, though, this week. So we needed to do this whole complicated thing, probably. But it'll be more interesting to have points. Uh, moving on. Now I've got Jordy. I hope there are tapes. Annalisa Johnson versus Squad Save America, Gary Nelson. Uh, Annalisa is 1-0 and Gary is 0-1. Who you got? What did they predict? Um, they predicted another close one. All of them are pretty close this week. Uh, unlike last week where they were all close except for one that was 15 points. This one is a 2.2 point victory for Annalisa. I guess I'm going to go with Gary. Just double down on the, the new parent team. 94.6 to 92.4 is the projection. You said Gary. And I said Annalisa. We're really not agreeing so far this week. And last but not least, we've got Meg Collins, Tippa Canoe, and Des Bryant 2 versus Tired of Winning, Pet Bulk. Uh, I am 0-1, Meg Collins is 1-0, and Meg Collins is favored by 1.3 points in the lowest scoring match projection-wise of the week, 90.3 to 89.0, me being disadvantaged by 1.3 points. Who you got there? Well, in continuing my trend of taking the predictions, I'm going to take my cons. Well, let me tell you, this is one of the reasons why you should not always just blindly go by the projections. And uh, I'll point out that I currently have an injured reserve kicker. Well, you should have volunteered that information or set your lineup properly. Um, oh, you haven't been able to pick yeah, it up yet. Jen. Then you should have volunteered that information, <laughs> Waivers. you sneaky Susan. <laughs> that's me that's what they called me in high school is that a funeral for you pat sneaky Su- susan polk the sneakiest susan that did ever did you have s- a dog snuck. named susan i did black eyed susan was her full name like the type of flower because she had a black eye she was a black and white cocker spaniel was she a good dog she was a good dog way that's better so than, surprising way better than zoe his parents they raise a bad dog <laughs> anyway um so yes my my projection will go up at least a little bit uh when i have a kicker well i'm locked in now okay you chose meg i'm a little offended i chose myself obviously because i have confidence unlike jen um i'm spoiler i'm probably gonna choose myself every week in this contest um because that's the sort of confidence you have to go in with and it's very warranted by your past performance yes so now let's uh assign those points jen so, uh, see, I think this is poorly thought out because I have no thoughts and I'm just going to do this randomly. So, it wasn't poorly thought out. We had a plan and you failed to no, perform I'm saying the my, plan. I'm saying my specific 
numbers will be poorly thought out. Let's see what Pat's got, and I will copy off of that. Our, well, well, we is disagree. one the one you're the most confident in? No. <laughs> the least. Five is the most confident. One is the least confident. You're the least confident in your wife? You said you're going to lose that game, so you have no reason to be mad at me for not confidently saying you're going to win. Okay, whoever's playing Casey, I have the most confidence in winning. I also had Meg Murphy with a five on that victory. Sorry, Casey Johnson. We are confident you're going to lose. Next, what do you, who you got? Uh, we disagree on every other match, so you can't really copy off of me. Darn it. Um, who's playing you? Meg no, Collins kidding. versus me. Then we've got, and you said Meg Collins. You have Gary over Annalisa. None of these You have good. Abby over Tim, oh, and yeah. you have Nick over Jen. I'll do Gary over Annalisa. Gary over Annalisa, four points. Yeah. All right. Next. Uh, so we have Meg over me. You've got Abby over Tim, and you've got Nick over you. Um, Abby over Tim. Abby over Tim, three points. Meg over you. Meg over me, two points. And Nick over you, one yeah. point. Well, see, we assigned the same points to that match. Uh, actually, uh, so we, we assigned the same number of points to three of five matches, but we... Uh, had different outcomes for two of those three. So I have Pat, Annalisa, Tim, Jen, Meg M at four, two, three, one, five points. So I was the second most confident in myself because that's the winning attitude. And then uh, three points confident in Tim over Abby, two points confident Annalisa over Gary, and one point confident Jen over Nick. And contrastingly, Jen was four points confident Gary over Annalisa, three points confident Abby over Tim, two points confident Meg C over Pat, and one point confident Nick over Jen. So now we will have uh, total points after everything is said and done, and um, we'll see who is picking a movie. Yay! The last thing I wanted to talk about, that's the preview, that's the bet. Um, I, I enjoy betting on it, uh, unfortunately. You obviously don't anymore. You lost interest. Um, but uh, I did want to say, you know, I'm picking up a kicker uh, because I need one. I'm I'm also putting in bids on other players that I won't disclose at this time because the waivers haven't cleared yet because it's Tuesday night. But they do clear at 2 in the morning uh, tonight. And so everyone... Um, did you bid on any wide receivers? I'm not going to answer that question, Jen. But here's what I'm going to say. Everyone make sure you remember to use your waiver wire. I know this will not be published before. Um, I should drop the bills, right? probably yeah that's i put in i already put in the thing in which i dropped the bills but like i don't i mean they're not supposed to be good they were it was just like a decent week yeah yeah that's a streaming defense i'd say more than anything and and we still like the chiefs oh yeah the chiefs should be good yeah um so i will send a whatsapp reminder but everyone needs to put in their waiver wire requests um make sure you change out obviously there were a lot of surprising disappointments and surprising strong performances this week a lot of uh young running backs did really well a lot of veteran quarterbacks and running backs did really poorly um obviously the hurricane kind of messed with things but anyway people need to fill the holes in their lineups and uh so make sure you use the waiver wire everyone i won't tell you who i'm trying to get though that's a secret anything else for the, for our lovely listening audience jen so tired okay it's 10 19 it's I'm very a, late i'm a sleepy pumpkin she's turning into, a pumpkin. into a pumpkin uh, so everyone, I hope you had fun listening. I hope you had fun playing fantasy football and I hope, uh, everyone has a great season, but you know, we can't all have the same level of greatness, uh, especially when I win finally. Uh, so you're all going to be so confused when you win. <laughs>
I, just, I don't feel like it's... I swear, I'm literally 1-0 in my other two leagues. You're just a really easy target because you're so earnest about your desire to win and you've just kind of had a rough go. For five years. I mean, I also, like, it's a certain amount of we are married and so I know you can take it from me. I pretty liberally make fun of you and Casey Johnson. Casey Johnson, if you um, are upset by the mocking, you need to tell me because I just assume at all times that you do not give a shit. Uh, and therefore, it's just a fun thing to talk about. But if, if your feelings are hurt, I will stop. Oh, yeah. One more thing before I log off. I did want to say um, I'm going to go ahead and call the match of the week. Uh, this is between the all-time number one and number two. And it's the closest projection of the week. So it's a logical choice. That would be... Jen versus Nick. There you go. So, uh, with that, good night, everyone. I hope you had fun, and uh, good luck in week two. Bye, everybody. Bye.